forgot the podcast music. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Ready? No, I don't even want you to do it. No, nope. so ridiculous. No, we're doing it now. I'm sorry. Q V podcast music. Da 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 da. Thank you. I'm sorry. No, I'm you're sorry. not. I caught myself like not even one sentence in. I was like two words in when I remembered. When I can't a- even look at you. I'm, I'm not sorry. even looking at you. Hi, my ADD. You know it kicks around. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. And today is a Piddly Podcast. And a Piddly Podcast are our mini filler podcasts. These include things like correction, fan base shout outs, and short stories. And we have oh, also like nice surprises. Mm-hmm. We have nice surprises. We do. Yeah. Um, starting in What's the. What's surprise? Well, starting in the new year. Because you didn't tell year. me because. Oh, you know. What is it? Uh, starting in January, we have guest podcasters. Oh, yeah, surprise. Yeah. If you have something you want to talk about, um, we'll let you do it. Like, why not? Yeah. Friends, family, people are coming. We've already done one. You just scheduled. invited everyone, so that's like a stranger that could murder us. That's I just true. want to let you know that that's where that went. We'll suck your dog on him. <laughs> <laughs> right? The killer dog. You have a strapping young we'll, teenager in your house. We'll think about letting a stranger in. Yeah. That's one of the ones we'll, we'll record in a public safe spot. There you go. They have those safe internet meeting spot sites for when you trade stuff on the internet. Meetups. Really? Yeah. There's stuff like um, safe internet meetup spot, spots for people who... Purchase things online. Where are those? Um, I saw them by police stations. Oh. My, I want to like, be in the police station. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. That's one reason I stay away from Craigslist. You, and you buy something on Craigslist, you die. Yeah, that actually has happened. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's why I don't look on that site at all. But I do know people who do do stuff like that and have lived. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is there... um. And what we're going to talk about today also is we went to a paranormal convention. A- Paracon, which is not a paramedic. Yeah. You said, <laughs> we're going, you said at the Ypsilanti Firehouse Museum, there's a Paracon. And I said, for paramedics, like EMTs and nurses. And you just looked at me like, what is wrong with you? And you were like, no, paranormal. And I was like, oh. Because we want to go to a paramedic convention so we can talk about it on a Michigan murder and mayhem. Well, it would explain why it you did look the- at me crooked when I was like, paramedics? You're like, you dumbass, why would I get excited about a paramedic convention? Well, and then I was thinking to myself, like, that would be totally something I would do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden just show Like, I would totally good. be like, no, I would totally have thought that. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you had explained your enthusiasm. Yeah. (laughs) Are you going to tell us about the Ypsilanti Yeah, so the Firehouse Museum is located in Ypsilanti, Michigan. And there's two buildings. One is the original building that was built in 1898. And the second one is a more modern building uh, connected to it, which was built in 2002. They had a wide range of fire trucks. A couple horse-drawn fire wagons, artifacts such as tools, equipment, and some fire bells. Yeah, we're going to post some pictures, right? Yep, we'll okay. post pictures. Um, the building has been through two fires. So, the Paracon was That's there. That's very funny. A firehouse has been on fire know, a couple times? twice. Yeah. I couldn't figure out why. Okay. How, how did it catch on fire? Okay. Um, And there wasn't really, when you look up the firehouse, it... There's not much information on it. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I only found a little bit of a blurb about it on a couple different sites, but nothing really explaining the fires or just that's just it. Like, just that it burnt down? Yep, that it burnt down. The Paracon was there. These people were kept trying to get a Paracon there because supposedly the firehouse is haunted. So You know what? Like I said to you before, out of all the supposedly haunted places that we went, this is the one that I... It was a little creepy. I felt it was creepy. It was a little I, creepy. Yeah. It, also, on the, like the horse-drawn um, wagons you were talking about, they sometimes would have mannequins placed there. That was a little creepy to me as well. Yeah. I that, was already worried about that kind of stuff. That, what, that is kind of creepy. The two fires, one in 1901 and another in 1922. In the 1922 fire, the fire chief, Alonzo Miller, died. Oh. It is said his spirit haunts the museums. Witnesses of his spirit states they hear him knocking, voices whispering, doors opening, closing on their own. I did see, so again, just teeny blurbs, like a few sentences yeah. on all these websites. There was one that claimed he actually didn't die in the firehouse. Okay. Didn't say where he died. It, isn't it confusing? I've done this too. So like, wow, like the no things one... contradict each other. Like he died in the firehouse. No, he didn't die in the firehouse. He died somewhere else. And well, and I was thinking, okay, well, these people yeah. have been trying for years to have a paracon there. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm going to find all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But there is nothing. Yeah. Sometimes it is so hard. At the paracon, they had uh, three speakers: John Tenney who's a weird, and this is what they call it, uh-huh. a weird lecture host. Is that the guy we saw? Yes. That's he was actually a good lecturer, and I've seen a lot of damn lectures in my life. Yeah. He was actually... No, he didn't. You No, he wasn't. You didn't think so? No. Yeah, he was standing. Uh, where's the pictures? Where's the slideshow? Oh. It's just a white screen behind him. I'm expecting, like, slideshows. Little red little lasers pointing at the screen. Oh, really? Yeah. I was expecting just someone talking. No, he's talking. just talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. I disagree. Uh-huh. Scott Porter, Tennessee Wrath Chasers is oh. where he's from. Okay. And then Oh, Wraith Chasers. Wraith? Yeah. Wrath? Wraith is a ghost. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What That's kind of ghost? Just like a, actually a vengeful ghost, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh. How about why don't we just call him a bad ghost? Okay. I see what you're saying. I know. Just call it just call it what it is. Yeah. Why, why get fancy? Ask, yeah, it's, why do you get a weird word then? Nobody knows. Why do people have different words for snow? Because you need them. <laughs> don't, don't, aren't there so many different words for snow? Like, you know. No, it's snow. What? <laughs> what other word is there for snow? I think that Alaskan natives are supposed to have like multiple words for the word snow. Okay. What to is describe it? different types. I'm not Alaskan. <laughs> I'm like fluffy snow is the for you know it's the sleety snow icy I'm snow we're, it. we're from michigan you know there's more than one type of snow words there's more than one type but it's all snow yeah words that's why you need to snow different. how about you need to look up words for ghosts while you're googling that i i'm now i'm on yeah. snow 10 more words for snow uh-huh sposh what spell that sposh s-p-o-s-h okay Soft, slushy mud or snow. See? Blizzard. Yes. Snow. Right. Uh, onding. 
O-N-D-I-N-G. Onding. And then that's a heavy fall of rain or snow. Skift, a light fall of snow. I already know I have to tell you you're right, and it's really pissing me off. It's all right. Keep going. Wrong. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> yeah. But see, this is what I'm talking about. Because you're you had, Did you have Rupal Day? Yeah. Did well, you? What is that? Nobody's going to freaking know that that's granular snow pellets. You just say it's freaking sleeting out. Yeah, I know what you say. It's, it's hailing. This is what really happens. You come back in from break, because I go outside for break, and people are like, how is it? We say, oh, it's snowing, but it's not sticking. Boom. One type of snow. <laughs> Two. It's snowing, and it's the fat flakes. That's the second kind. The little sleety, watery kind. Then there's a kind that's like little hailstones, which I think that granule, whatever one you said. Yeah, they're like little tiny, tiny snowballs coming from the sky. Yeah, like this Wait, one. Wait, now I'm confused. Vertification. <laughs> Wait a second. This is stupid. Gruy. Gruy. I think we're off topic here. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. I think well, you did it. Yeah. Well, I have right. ADD and you Back. let me do part of that. All right. Thing. Funny story about the firehouse. Bring it. Museum. Is that the new director of the firehouse told the press, an employee said when she would come in to work each morning, the filing cabinet door would be open. And he told the employee, so we have a ghost who likes to do office work. All right, you know. All right. And he had re- rearranged the furniture in the office, uh-huh. fixed the legs on the filing cabinet, and then it never did it again. Oh, so it was sliding forward because the floor was uneven? Yep. That makes sense. Is that it? Is that your wrap-up? I'm telling you, I thought it was creepy. It There were times that I would just thought to myself, if I had to spend the night somewhere alone, I would not choose this. Now, I didn't feel like... I'm going to be axe murdered there, so I guess if I had to choose between that and other places, I might actually choose that. It was warm and dry. Yeah. But to me, it was kind of creepy. It was creepy. Yeah. And we seen the six vendors. There was a total of six vendors at this Paracon. No, wasn't there like, I thought there were seven or eight. Because... Three, six. Three and three. I know there was the one lady there. Seven. Okay. I actually was kind of impressed. I saw the people in the Ghostbusters outfits, and I thought that was pretty cool. They even had proton packs. I thought that was cool. I know, and when the advertisement for the Paracon said you didn't need any pro, proto packs. Yeah, and I want to, um, I want us to put up a picture of the, some of the business cards we got there. Oh, there was some. I bought some stuff there. <laughs> I really liked some of the. One lady made some cool dolls. I thought was cool. Yeah, we're gonna get voodoo dogs made of our us. Uh, the, I just think so. We can put them on our site. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. And then um, the only creepy one was the lady that, you know, had the cat jaw necklaces. Oh, like the dead, the, the bone dead stuff. Bat. I like that kind of stuff. Really? Although I really like bats. I am disturbed. I really like bats, and though I wouldn't want one as jewelry or a wall piece because I do like bats. They're cute. Yeah. Um, so what I want to talk about today is okay. Folk tales from Michigan. Now, this one, I was already balls deep in it when I realized it's not a folktale. It was just a gross dude. And um, at that point, I didn't want to pull out. So I just, I'm going to keep with this story. All right. And it's going to be the first one since it's the one janky story. And it makes me want to puke it, actually, at one point. But there's, oh, I have a weakness, stomach-wise. And that is spit. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm fine when it's in your mouth, but the moment you place it in another place i just when i'm watching a movie and i see someone's face get spat upon i want to vomit 
To me, that is like so gross. So if a person spits in front of you, like on the ground, it bothers you? No, I'm just like, ooh, that's gross. But then spit on mm-hmm. someone's face, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to survive. I don't know if you're going to survive. Like, we just need to burn the house down and start oh over somewhere God. else. <laughs> so, yeah, this story actually does involve like a little bit of spit, so it's not good to me. Okay. So the one is, his, and this is how I got tricked. His name is the Ogre of Saney. So Saney is a small town in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It is currently the entrance of a very straight highway route that's called the Saney Stretch that leads from the Mackinac Bridge to Picture Rock and Marquette, Picture Rocks and Marquette, which are two popular UP destinations. It's one of the longest stretches of straight highway in Michigan. The city turned their old train station into a museum that you can visit today, so I think that's cute. Saney, like most of Michigan, grew up as a town due to the railroad and abundant lumber and served as a lumber depot in the Upper Peninsula in 1881. When the town was established, it quickly grew to have over 3,000 residents. The boom economy from the lumber allowed several salons to prosper, and Saney earned a reputation for being rowdy and dangerous. There were a lot of men. They had access to a lot of liquor and not a whole lot to do with their time and money. The nearby cemetery Boot Hill has residents in there due to being on the losing side of a drunken brawl. So people would just get absolutely shit-faced, have nothing to do, fight each other. Sometimes people die, bury them on the hill, call it a day. One of those things, yeah. Muggings weren't that uncommon in the area. It's pretty common to get mugged there. A lumberjack in Saney was known for stopping on the faces of people who argued with him, leaving an imprint of his boot sole on people's skin. That's fucking great. Yeah, that's what your town has one of those. Yeah. (laughs) By the end of the 1800s. Now, I say by the end of the 1800s, and remember, I also said it was established in 1881, so the town, it was not not a big town for very long. Yeah. The pine trees that were being harvested were depleted. The town's population shrank down to 200 people. So in less than 20 years, it went from 3,000 residents to 200 people. So here are some fun facts about Saney. In August of 1919, Ernest Hemingway, who was 20 years old at the time, visited Saney. Hemingway had been traveling with friends, and they stopped at a at the town to go fishing. He later wrote a short story called Two, or Big Two-Hearted River that fe- featured Saney and a man sitting on the riverbanks grieving for the now-shuttered saloons. Now, I just want you to keep in mind that Ernest Hemingway was a drunk, and he's talking a story about missing... He lived in the UP, right? No, he was just visiting there, as far as I know. Maybe he did live... I don't know. I just know he visited Saney. He he went on a a long fishing trip there. And his whole story that, the short story that he wrote was missing the saloons. I was just like, wow. Hmm. Not surprising from an alcoholic. And here's Saney's other popular fun fact is uh, the man who murdered U.S. President William McKinley had been a visitor in Saney (laughs) before the murder when he worked on the railroad. Hmm. So, yeah, they had a president killer there. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what about the Ogre of Saini? I see it got me. I figured Ogre had to be a fake story, but no, just a gross dude. So, he supposedly was a real man, and his name was, first name was either PK or PJ. Okay. His last name was Small, and he went by the name of Snapjaw or Ogre. His nose had been bitten off during a fight and had been stitched on poorly, disfiguring his face. He earned the name Snapjaw by biting off the heads of living birds, reptiles, and even a bat. See? Bats. Mistreated. Okay. Yeah. I just said, and I wrote on here, side note, 
when people are beating other people to death in fights, mugging each other, and stomping boot impressions on faces, you have to be something else to earn the name Ogre in that crowd. I know, right? That's a crowd that don't play. You know what <laughs> I mean? And they call you Ogre? Like, ugh. It's terrible. So people would let uh, would bet him to eat fresh manure. Oh, that's disgusting. Yes, or here's the one that gets my mouth water and like, makes me want to feel bad is, or spittoon bob for the price of a shoe. Few shots of whiskey. And not to think about it. Do you know what I mean when I say spittoon, Bob? No. Do you what? know what a spittoon is? No. Oh God. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like look at your face. Okay, a spittoon is when back in the day when men would chew, and you need to spit out your excess juice when men chew. Uh-huh. A spittoon was a like a uh, like usually a metal vat or vase on the floor that you would spit into, and it would oh. collect the spit. That's uh, gross. And he would bob in there for Please days. don't puke. I'm trying everything again not to. <laughs> and all this together is how he got called the ogre of saying he's not real. Let's go on to something else. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm going to puke. Okay. So here's a, a lot less pukey subject is. <laughs> the Michigan Dogman. So the Michigan Dogman was first seen in 1887 by two lumberjacks in Wexford County in the northwestern portion of the state. He can be seen in the northwestern portion of the lower peninsula so northwest mm-hmm. or like the original sighting but sometimes he's also seen in the southern portion of the upper peninsula but still in the same like northwest southwest area the creature is a male that stands around seven feet tall and either is either blue or amber dyed <coughs> he is a canine like animal that has a torso of a man and is bipedal the dogman's howl sounds like a human screaming that's always scary to me the dogman only appears once every 10 years so that each area Year ends in seven. You know, examples are 1987, 1907, 2007. But a couple of accounts occur in years ending in six. So I was like, bad man? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that he's supposed to stay hidden for like a few more months or something? Like, you're screwing this up, buddy. It's supposed to be every ten years. Uh, so in Paris, Michigan, in 1937, a man named Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs. And he told people that one of them walked on two legs. In the 1950s, the creature was seen again in Allegan County. And in 1967, the dogman was seen in Manistee and at Cross Village. An army recruit in 1986 saw a creature out in the dark, its eyes glowing in the reflective sheen of his headlights, and startled, the creature leapt over the two-lane road in a single bound. Hmm. The story, yeah, I was like, that was kind of... But that was the year that ends in six. That's when his friends are, like, back at the cave, like, we told you, nobody's supposed to see you unless it ends in seven. (laughs) Right? So the story of the Dogman became popular in 1987 when a DJ recorded a song about him. And I do have, in our show notes, I will have the YouTube link. Okay. This song is actually kind of <laughs> creepy, but you could tell it was made in the 80s because it sounds with like a synthesizer playing, or like oh, a synthesizer yeah. keyboard playing, with a man speaking over it. And the man that's speaking is Steve Cook, the DJ, who recorded the song. And it became, it became the most requ- requested song of the um year on the radio station hmm. and he through the song he just tells the story of dogman sightings and encounters as the keyboard plays okay yeah it's actually a little bit creepy in the weeks after the song played over the radio yeah it became the most requested song of the station i said that Allie. people began contacting steven with reports of sighting of the dogman and dj steve i wrote dj steve i'm sure he has a different name but dj steve made cassettes on this of the song and gave the proceeds to an animal shelter. Aww, See? how sweet. Yep. Later verses were added to the song after an unknown canine broke into a cabin in Luther, Michigan. 
So there was, yeah, a dog broken in and people. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So DJ Steven recorded the song again with a mandolin playing in the background instead of a synthesizer. Oh, it's not the, it up. It's not the 80s. you got to, like, yeah. drag it into the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, in 2006, a man was driving down a road in Troy, Michigan, when he saw what he described as a great big dog standing up in the middle of the road. He swerved to avoid the animal and ended up rolling the car into a ditch, flipping the car onto its side. Anastar recorded the conversation after the man called for help, and he described what he saw. As the man was speaking to the representative, you could hear some, like, weird animal sounds, and the man's passenger starts screaming. So, you can actually... I don't have the recording on here. I couldn't find it again. Of course, I was like, let me add the link. Couldn't find it, but hopefully by the time we post the show notes, I do. But you can hear the actual Anastar recording. Hmm. And he's like, yeah, because uh, they're like, Anastar, what's your emergency? He's like, yeah, um... There's like a big dog was standing up in the middle of the road and I swerved to avoid it and I ended up in a ditch and they're like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, we're, you know, mostly, you know, we're all right. And then you hear the passengers say something and they just start screaming. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Hmm. And in 2011, a film was released called Dogman regarding the creature. It must have been, you know, it must have done well enough because the second movie called Dogman 2, Ooh. The Wrath of the Litter came out. They're both available on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to run out and get it. You might. Yeah, I might. Actually, no, I won't. Although I do love terrible B-movies. Yeah. I do. And that is The Dog Man of Michigan. Hmm. And the last one I have is my favorite. What is it? This is The Witch of Parashaney. So the municipal municipality of Parashaney was once a small lumber town officially established in 1873 in the northern portion of the lower peninsula of Michigan. I was like, all these stories, just you know, I didn't realize until later, had three things in common. Trains, lumber, lumberjacks. Yeah. <laughs> all three. Hmm. Stay um, away from that. Exactly. Well, apparently in Michigan, you can't. That's what we're full of. <laughs> we're full of those. <laughs> <clears throat> it was named after George, the founder, George Shaney, who owned the local sawmill, which is crucial, in a lumber town. Okay, so it's written, Pear, and then Chaney, as in Dick Chaney, the guy that, the vice president that yeah. shot somebody in the face. But it's pronounced <coughs> Parashaney because we're Americans and we don't pronounce things correctly. Okay. But it would be Father Cheney if you were French. If you were American and slaughtering it, it's Parashaney. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. Good to know. In the mid-1800s, or mid-1870s, the population was around 1,500 people. Like most Michigan towns, it was built around a railroad stop. Of course. Told you. Michigan Central Railroad had been the one to provide George Cheney with the... Land grant, so they gave him the money. It had a hotel, a grocery store, a post office, and a doctor, which is really handy in the 1800s. And especially when you're dealing with saws. Yeah, well, it doesn't help them because dip. Okay, they're not sure what it was. It was either diphtheria or cholera wiped out a large portion of the city in 1893, with the town's children being particularly affected. Hmm. So most of the children died. Unfortunately, then, another wave of illness, they're still not sure which one, Mm -hmm. um, returned to the city in 1897. There are undocumented stories of citizens of nearby towns trying to burn down Parashaney to stop the disease from reaching them, like just burn the whole town down. The story is said to be supported by the fact that the town is covered in a strange mossy grass where no other vegetation grows. People are saying it's because it burnt and now it's starting to regrow. Yeah. The timber industry died down in the area and the town couldn't support itself. That's what literally every town in the story happens to every town. Two plagues also didn't help the situation. (laughs) Yeah. By 1901, only 25 residents remained living in the town. 
So it went from 1,500 people in the mid-1870s. By 1901, there was only 25 people there. the last 25 standing. Yeah, we'll just wait to get smaller. In 1917, (laughs) there were 18 people still living in Parashaney. It was declared... Yeah, that was in 1817. So in um, 1918, it was... I I hope I'm not doing that thing again where I mistake my 18s and my 19s. Because I've already been corrected on that once. Damn it, Allie. We forgive you. Thank you. Uh, Since I lost my spot, I'll just tell you. It was declared a ghost town in 1918 with the land being sold off in a public auction. One of the remaining town's foundations is a cemetery that contains at least 90 graves. Most of the headstones have been damaged or destroyed. The abandoned town of Parashani is said to be haunted by a witch, as well as other supernatural entities and curses. Some opinions are that it is local natives that caused the town the downfall of the town. It is said that the land granted to George Shaney by the railroad rightfully belonged to the Potawatomi tribe. That's oh, how I knew the other day. Yeah. Um, they were forced to give up their land, and the tribe cursed the town and all who lived there. It seems very cursy. Right? Other people say that it was a witch that caused the residents to die and the town to fall. The witch was said to be a young woman who was chased out of town and forced to live in the surrounding woods. The woman bore a child out of wedlock, and the infant became ill without having proper shelter from the cold weather. When her child died of exposure, the witch placed a curse upon Parashani, causing the town's children to die of the diphtheria slash cholera epidemic. Mm -hmm. The townsfolks were said to have caught the woman and killed her by hanging her from a tree inside the cemetery. They then burned her body and buried the ashes beneath the tree. And shit like that, I just want to be like, why did you get mad at the woman for having a child out of wedlock, but dad's walking around like, you know, women don't get pregnant all by themselves. Yeah, it's true. So, like, he's living probably in a nice house, and she's out there with her kid dying of exposure. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) In modern times, people who visit the ghost town have been known to see the handprints of children on their car windows after they return from exploring the area. There have been sightings of the witch herself. Children can be heard laughing in the trees, and ghostly figures are seen around the abandoned site as well as floating lights within the trees. So who bought it? Just people, just different people bought parcels of land. I once worked with a lady well, whose family did the same thing. It just, like, it but goes what? to auction. They, yeah, yeah. But what are they doing with it? They had, a, like, a, built a tiny little, like, lodge up there, and once a year they go up there deer hunting, and then as a family they share it, but... It, they do like a, a group family thing once a year where they all go to the cabin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, since the kings don't camp, you're not aware that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sometimes that's well, you said cabin. Do. Yeah. So that's kind of like going to the lake house. Yeah, but it's not like, you know, full amenity cabins. Oh, yeah. No, we're not going there. Yeah. It's going to no. have more running water and a bathroom. Exactly, because I know you guys don't play. No. So, you've been listening to Michigan Another Mayhem with Allie and Jen. Contact us at Michigan Another Mayhem to join the convert.com. I'm just fucking it up today, and the English language is beyond me. I, it's like, you know, I took a nap, woke up, and never did recover. I'm still I didn't stunned. I have a nap, so. Oh, sorry. You have no excuse. Yeah. Well, just, I'm, it was a pissy ass nap. So, you. <laughs> Uh, connect with us at michiganandothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access show notes, find site links, and contact us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Bye-bye now. I just want to say, you said contact us yeah? if necessary. When necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. like, it's necessary. It's correct you when necessary. Uh, correct. Oh, correct, correct me? Well, correct <laughs> us. <laughs> 
is correct. Did I say connect? No, you what? did. You skipped that completely oh, and said contact <laughs> us if necessary. Oh, okay. Right. You know what? You guys listen to the podcast. <laughs> Email us anytime. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Oh, fuck.